in love with you. This ain't the honeymoon. That's the infatuation phase. Right in the thick of love. At times we get sick of love. It seems like we argue every day. I know I misbehaved and you made your mistakes and we both still got room left to grow. And though love sometimes hurts, I still put you first and we'll make this thing work. But I think we should take Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow. 
Hey, welcome, 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 welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Welcome, welcome. Grab you a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a chair. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something cold, or drink something hot, some tea, some water, <clears throat> some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. <laughs> However you want to do it is all right with me. First of all, I give thanks to all of those that are listening. Congrats to you just allowing my experience and my stories to, you know, let you know that we are all ordinary people. <laughs> we really are. We are just ordinary people. We have all experiences. What I might have did, you may have never did. And what you may have did, I may have never done. So shout out to just sharing each other's lives, pains, laughters, everything. I had so many things to talk about. And... You know, I, I didn't do it on Wednesday, and it's not an excuse or slacking. It's just, you know, you, you, you want to share the right things because, as I notice, people are on high alert. People want to argue with you about anything. I've made a post. Uh, I shared it, really. It wasn't my post. I shared it. And it's about a sister saying how she was with this street dude, this drug dealer, and she was up there visiting him and sending him packages. And the aunt told her, stop. The guy that's in jail, his aunt, says stop. Because, you know, he's he's using you, right? In other words. And she was like, "He he's going to come home to you if you ghost him. And if you don't and you continue to send him stuff, he's going to use you. Long story short. Now, for some instances... It does happen that way. People go to jail, they come home, and they forget about the ones that was with them. People, some people, you know, they give you, because up there, the inmates, they need all the help that they can get. It's a food package, a letter, a phone conversation, put money on their phones. Great. But if that's not your MO, or if you're not willing to do that, then great, you don't have to. But you got to see the arguments that's going on in that goddamn thread. And you're like, y'all do know it's just a post. But I understand what some of y'all may say. Well, you put it out there. You got all these followers. You're going to, you opening yourself up for that. And that's true. In every sense, that is true. When you open yourself up for social media and you put things on your page and your page is open, you do. It, not everybody's going to come with the same thought patterns. People are going to have their own way of feeling things, their own way of saying things. We have 50, 59 or so more days for the year begins anew. People are on eggshells. People are scared. People are using social media to, you know, get off some frustration. People just want to go back and forth. I mean, it is what it is. People feel some kind of way. People are triggered. If you post something about gay people, somebody's going to say, oh, we hate gays. If you post something about straight people, oh, we hate straight people. If you post something about black people, oh, we hate black people. Whatever it is, someone's going to come in and try to fluff your feathers. I'm here to tell you, it's going to be like that all the way up until January 15th. Sad to say, y'all, but January 15th is right around the corner, so it's not a long time. But people are. Nobody wants love and light no more. Not now. No. People want anger, resentment, drama, stress. People want that. Because they feel in some kind of way and they, you know, how people say, if my day fucked up, I need to make your day fucked up. But I'm here to tell you, don't let people fuck up your day. Don't let people take you off of your journey, your road, your, your, your path. Don't let nobody do that. First of all, it's a free app. 
It's free. No one's paying for it. You block and delete. I don't care what people say. But everybody's going to have an opinion. Everybody's going to say something. Everybody's going to pop shit. You can post you love Apple. Somebody's going to get on there and say, what about pears and grapes? They're important. Everybody has something to say. Nobody wants to stay on their page and talk about their things. Why? Maybe because their page is not popping. Maybe because they... Listen, I've seen where literally, like they went all out war. Somebody posted a post and somebody just reposted it. The original person that posted the post had maybe about two likes. The person that reposted it had like over a thousand. Oh my God. It just went, oh, motherfuckers need to ask me if they want to take something off my page. Mind you took it off somebody else's page. It's not even yours. It is social media. We're being social. We're we, we remixing some shit. Okay, but the part that was so crazy, the person that originally posted, page was private, and they had maybe about 40 friends. The person that reposted, because it was one of their friends, had over 3,000. So I'm like, where's the... Did you not see that? Like, fuck everything else. Did you not see that? But no, you know why? Because that person posted it. It could have been anybody else, but that person posted it. Oh, I don't like them. But then why you have them on your page? Because they don't know you don't like them. They post under your stuff, sis. I love you. Respect. But you're telling everyone else you don't like this person. So which one is it? This is what I'm saying. This is the energy that is being... That's around us right now. The crazy. Yeah, I'm going to say it. The crazy. The, yo, what is wrong with you type vibe? Because you can have someone on there. Hey, sis, I love you, everything. And they'll be in another page. Oh, I can't stand this bitch. You know her. But she's on your page. She's giving you love. She's, you know, promoting you. And you don't like her. So block her. Or let her. No, uh-uh. No, no. Sometimes the haters... Are you? Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. Sometimes you are the hater. You are the hater. If you're looking on someone's page, if somebody reposts something of mine, I done, nine times out of ten, I done got it from somewhere else. But even if they, I posted something, my picture with a saying on it, and they repost it, I may have had 25 likes, and they get a thousand, two thousand, I'm clapping for them. You know why? Because my picture now is all over. Thank you. You love my stuff so much that you had to share it because it made sense. It touched you. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I hate her. Why is she posted? Or feel some kind of way. If you feel some kind of way because somebody reposted it, you're the hater. You're the hater. Hi, hater. Or if you see someone, you know how many people I told, I said, hey, get Patreon. Hey, you know, make sure you post, you know, helping them to build their page. They ain't do it. They ain't do it. Right? And you'll go, they go, oh my goodness, I don't have no followers. Like, why people are not sharing my stuff or why people are not? And you say, well, if you be consistent and you, you put stuff out there, then you'll do that. And they see the next person blow up. Oh, this is why I don't fuck with them. Because you didn't listen. They listened. They followed the advice. Now they're blowing up. Okay. But you will have people that will... That will that will dog the next person out. Don't don't engage. It, who cares? At the end of the day, that's them. 
That's them. Now, some people will call me, oh, Ifa Bell, you're too aggressive. No, I'm not aggressive. I'm, I'm just up front. I like to know where I stand because I want you to know where you stand with me. Listen, everybody has an expiration date in my life. The same way I have an expiration date in your life. It's real talk. We could be friends today and enemies, not even enemies. We could be friends today and not rock with each other next month. It's okay. I'm not going to hit you up and be like, why you don't talk to me? Or why? First of all, I'm not that thirsty for people in my life. Trust me on that. Trust me on that. I'm not that thirsty for anybody in my life. Secondly, we are adult. You may be taking care of stuff. I understand the holidays are coming. People have things they need to do. People are trying to make that extra coin. Like we have real life things to do in this world. So if I don't hear from you, I'm good. I Listen, ain't no post saying you dead. Ain't nobody hit me up. Ain't nobody called me or nothing. So evidentially you're living. That, that's it. At the end of the day, I don't feel no kind of way. Now, if we're friends and I done sat in your house and we done, you know, hung out together and all of that. And someone comes to me and go, well, you know, if I bail, this person say they don't rock with you. I'm going to hit you up because we're friends. We have that. Yo, what's up? Yo, let's meet because I'm not going to talk to you over the phone. No, let's meet. Well, where you at? All right. So now I'm going to meet up. Yo, mom. And the person that called me. I'm going to have them there. Yo, come on. Because see, don't don't tell me nothing. I'm not five years old. Don't tell me shit if I can't confront the person and tell them who told me. I'm not in that. He said, she said, she said, I can't give names. No, I'm fucking grown. Uh, This one said right here. Go ahead, tell them. And that's it. Now, you can either agree. Yeah, I did say I don't really fuck with you. Say less. All right, now I'm leaving. I'm not going to ask you why. I'm not going to sit here and go through. Oh, my God, we friends. Our time is up. Okay, let's go. I'm out. Uh, no, I didn't say it. And this person got receipts or whatever. Y'all hash it out. Y'all hash it out. Because if we dogs or whatever, you can pick up my phone and we can talk. Now, if I just met you on Facebook and we not cool and somebody go, oh, if I bail, this person say they don't fuck with you, block and delete. I ain't got time for that. I'm not even going back to ask you. No, no. You know how many people that have... When a lot of stuff came out that have wrote so much bad stuff about me. And now they they made a new page and they on my page. And I'm sitting here looking like, damn, you just said. <laughs> like, what is on my page that important that you have to follow me? That That's the weird shit that I don't understand. I never understood that. Where you have to make a fake page and you have to watch my page. What is on my page that important where an adult have to go and make a fake page and follow? When I see people do that, even family members. Like, I really know nieces and stuff that will make a fake page to follow the girl that's supposed to be fucking their man. And I'm like, first of all, let me reiterate every fucking time. Yes, I do curse. Hey, because, uh, listen, blame Yale. Don't blame me. Anyway. The first time you hear where a girl tell you, Eva Abeo wrote me and asked me, was I dating her man? That's not my man. Because, no, no, no. Why? Why? I'm not going to blame the woman. I'm not. Even if we knew each other for years, I'm not going to blame the woman. I'm going to blame the dude that's supposed to be my man. Because you had to first go over there and entertain that. I don't have time for that. So that means I'm not enough for you or you want something else. So go, go, go find your happiness. When you have tasted peace, trust me, you will do whatever you need to do to keep that fucking peace around you. 
I don't know about y'all, but I will do whatever I got to do, even bring down the Lord Jesus Christ to keep my peace. So I don't like living in chaos and confusion. I don't like arguing. I don't like all of that. I love my life to be very simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie. Listen, we can go out, have breakfast, have brunch. We can go explore, find a bookstore, you know, travel, go see some things. What I don't need is, well, this is my man and he's your man. No, no. Guess what, Ma? You can have him. He's yours. You don't need to contact me at all. He is your man. Thank you. Congratulations. And most women, they think, oh, I won. Ma, trust me. You got it. I'm not arguing. I'm not going to sit here and tell the dude, oh, my God, I want you back. No, I did that when I was 15. And my mother tried to take my motherfucking head off. We ain't doing that no more. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I I went down that road. Didn't like it. Did not like it. And you know what I learned? Real talk. This lady, you know, uh, she was. Like, I grew up in South Jamaica, right? So this girl, she was in love with this dude. She died, her and her baby. I'll never forget. That was the first time I ever went to a funeral where I saw a mother and the child die. Like the casket was back to back. And if you've never seen that, I, I wouldn't suggest that you do. And I pray to God that you don't have to because that image lives with you for the rest of your life. She loved this dude so much. Her and her baby died, right, in a fire. He came to the funeral with a side chick. And from that day forward, I learned right then and there, For real. It ain't something that I heard. This is shit that I saw. From that day forward. Listen, player. You you dating somebody beside me? Go. Go with your peace. Go. Because I be damned you come to my funeral with the side chick. Ain't no way in hell. Uh, Go find your peace. Now, the part that people forget, this is not a turnstile. Once you going, you going. See you later. Go. Go with God. Go live in grace. Go find your happiness. But ain't no turn back. No, you're not coming back. No, 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 no. Go find you. You was happy over there because everybody always say, oh, but the grass is green over there. Of course, because you ain't over there fucking it up. So go on over there. Now you done seen where it got spots and spaces and it ain't fertilizing. You just think, damn, she was over there. She was taking care of her grass. Might have had a few weeds, but she had getting there and fix it up. But now your ass, your ass is over there. Real talk. Story time. God bless the dead. I love my ex-husband, Craig. Right? He passed away. Um, I remember I was at work, and Craig walked there. He walked in, and he asked Big Angel. He said, um, you know, where's, where's Donna? And I came up, and I said, hey, Mr. Ford. He said, hey, Ms. Ford. And we were standing there, he, you know, and I'm like, what's the matter? Why are you here? Something happened? Like, something happened with the kids? Now, mind you, we were separated. We've been separated over seven years. And shit, even longer than that. So... He said, no, I want you to know you were my 80. And I said, what? And he said, I, um, I fucked up. I said, wow, I'm happy you learned that. But ah, it's too late now, player. You, I see you as my brother. He said, I ain't your damn brother. I said, no, I do. I see you as my brother. Like, there's nothing sexual with us ever. Like, you my dog. I find you a girl, but I'm not going to lay with you like I, I would I would feel uncomfortable, like I'm laying with my brother. And he really felt hurt. And he said, even if, I said, even if we were to get married again, it would just be so we won't have to be alone. But it wouldn't be sexual. Like, I would, real talk, this is the conversation I had with him. I said, I'd buy a vibrator first. Like, I wouldn't sleep with you. I would feel so uncomfortable. Like, there's nothing 
to make me see you in that capacity ever again. Like he, he thought, you know, outside of marriage would be better. He had all these single friends. So he assumed that was better. Like just being out there doing that, no responsibility. And I didn't argue with him. Go. I mean, I was depressed for a few, you know, weeks. I was because I was so used to being married that I didn't call him and be like, oh my God, come home. I just took it internal, you know. My friends did help me, like, yo, bitch, get up. Let's go. You know, we ain't doing this. My boss was like, you know, just give us some days off. She needs to, to process this. So I was very grateful for the community that my, my your vibe is your tribe. Somebody said that. I always say I, I want to repeat that. So I'm grateful for the vibes that I put out in the tribe that came together. And so years later, when he came, I was... Starting out being a spiritualist, I was working at a botanical, you know, I was paving my own way and putting my name out there and people were like building a buzz and he had saw some people and they were like, yo, did you see her? And he's like, why? And they was like, yo, she was helping me with spiritual stuff. Yo, I love her. Yo, why y'all break up? Like, nigga, you got the wrong one. So his new girl. And shout out to her. She's a great human being, for real. I don't have anything bad to ever say about her. Um, she was young. So she wanted, it's crazy because what he wanted was to be out there in the limelight, you know, partying with the rappers and all of that. Well, I'm at home. You know, I'm working, but I'm a mom. We got four kids. I got a house, you know. I got to make sure all this shit is done. So he wanted to party and, you know, go out there and do. And I let him. Because that's what he wanted. Okay, go ahead. I didn't argue. It's like, oh my God, come home. No, nope. You packed all your stuff. Go, go find God. So the girl he hooked up with, she really did want to party. Like every time. Now, I made sure I packed his clothes when he went on, you know, on his job. Because he was, a, you know, he was the security for different rap artists and I would pack his clothes and stuff. I see where, how the weather is and make sure I pack all of that. Make sure he has all his stuff, his paperwork, check his flights, all of that. Like, you know, so this girl, she didn't do that. Right. And it's okay. It's, it's not a bad thing. Some people are not. I always tell people I'm lousy as a girlfriend. I don't know how to be a girlfriend. I know how to be a wife. But I don't know how to be a girlfriend. I don't. I don't. I would cook for you. I'm going to make sure your clothes are on. I'm going to make sure the house is clean. I'm going to go and shop and buy, you know, curtains and shit like that. Girlfriends, they come fuck you. Let's go hang out. You know, party. They ain't cooking nothing. I'm going to cook. I'm going to make a meal. We eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm going to plan. Let's go and fly somewhere. Like, I'm a lousy girlfriend. That's why I tell people, I don't know how to be a girlfriend. I'm learning, but I don't know how to be a girlfriend because I'm going to do all wifely things. I was married twice. I know how to be a wife. I don't know how to be a girlfriend. I know how to make sure, like, when we go shopping, I'm going to make sure we got toilet tissue, paper towel, wipes, you know, disinfectant. I, you know, I'm going to clean up. I'm going to have my little packet, you know, done. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm mopping. I'm moving shit out the way. Like, I know how to be that. Right. So this girl, she didn't, that wasn't her thing. She knew how to party. She knew how to entertain, right? She knew how to entertain people, order food. Like he, she didn't cook. She would order food. She knew how to shop, you know, all the latest clothes. I'm going to see where the sales are. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm gonna make this dollar stretch. She will live for the day. I'm living for the month and that's okay because we were two different women. Right. And 
he wanted he wanted that because he saw his friends have that. And it was okay. I, for real, when I tell you this, because most people would be like, and me and him, we would sit and talk, and people would sit there and listen to us, and they'd be like, are y'all serious? Yeah. And it's okay. At that moment, that's what he wanted. I couldn't give him that, right? So now they have children. They have a set of twins. And he was like, when he came, he said, yo, she don't cook. She don't clean. Um, I got to pack my own stuff. He said, wow. You know, so he was sitting there. He was explaining it to me. And I said, well, at that moment is what you wanted. So I want you to be happy. I didn't argue. He said, why you didn't fight for me? Because I wanted you to find you happy. And at that moment, you being stuck under a wife wasn't happy, you know, for you. I was happy, but you wasn't. And you said I would try to fix it. And you didn't want me to fix it. So I didn't. I backed up. I gave you what you wanted. Real talk. And when he, most people, they always say what they want. And when they get it, they find out they really didn't want that. Right? So he really didn't. He was like, yo, you were my 80 and I left you for a 20. Um, she wanted him to quit his job. And I remember when he called me and I said, if you quit that fucking job, I'll beat both of y'all up. And he said, well, I said, I'm not in your business, but I would because I sacrifice so much so you can get this job. That's why you have it. You are now, you can fly all over the world. You can go and, you know, hobnob. You've been to awards and everything. Like she should take that and use that to travel. Cause I would, whenever he travels somewhere, I meet him there and we stayed at some beautiful hotels and I saw the area where he was and it was really nice. Right. And I didn't go and make sure he was good and everything brung his stuff like hey i know it's cold out there i'm bringing your sweaters he was like oh my god thank you you know little things like that but he didn't want that he wanted the party life at, at that moment uh but now you're getting older you're getting older and he had a heart attack he did he had a heart attack in the parking lot on his way to the doctor he had a heart attack and died right there uh, when Sinbad said that, you want a girl that knows the signs of a heart attack. You want a girl that knows what vitamins to get, how to keep your blood pressure down, your cholesterol, making sure you're going to the doctor. You want those kind of chicks for your health. Um, yeah, we, we not Benjamin Button. We ain't getting younger. So he had a heart attack. He died. And stress as well. Like, I, I've lived my life growing up where my mother and father, they would argue and I always said I wanted a home with stress-free, no arguing, no going back and forth, none of that. And because I, I lived through that. I lived through that to argue, to go to bed and be mad. And my mom would bust out all the windows if my father didn't give us something. Like, you know, to us, it was a great childhood because we didn't have anything to match it up with. And the ones we did match it up with, it was either their father or mother wound up leaving. We was blessed to have our parents, both of them there. So to me, it was a great childhood. But, you know, if I want to do shadow work like I've been doing, man, they fucked us up. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. They fucked us up. Um, but I love my parents. I do. God bless the daddy. Bye. It's just real, you know, um, but I always said I wanted the opposite of that. I wanted to make sure that my lights weren't cut off. I don't need to run a cord through somewhere. I want to make sure my house is clean. Things are together, changing the linen, having fresh linen, pajamas, not sleeping ready, roll. All the things that I saw, I didn't want in my life. So I had to learn and unlearn a lot of things 
And I did that. Um, but at one time, Craig still wanted those things. And I'm like, yo, we want to do better than our parents. You know, we, they gave us the foundation. We wanted to do better. So, you know, at first it wasn't easy. So when people, when the girls was like, yeah, I got your man. I was like, okay, I have him, you know, but uh, make sure you keep him because he keeps coming back. You know, he keeps coming back. And when we moved down to Atlanta, he um, he was like, yo, I can't do this without my family because he wound up getting arrested. So now we, as a family, we got to stand tall, you know, because nobody else was in his corner. So we there, we there front and center. Um, it's just, you know, when, you, when you're going through life and your experience and the things that you do and the life that you lead, I never want no one to feel ashamed of what they're doing. I remember I was sitting in my godmother's house, right? And I, I remember first, my mother always told me, never put my head down. Never be ashamed of my life. Like, she don't give a fuck. Don't put your head down. Don't feel ashamed. I had my son when I was 14 going to 15, right? I wanted to screw. I didn't think he came with a baby. Ah, he's here. Okay. He didn't get raised in the system. He wasn't raised in the foster care. I raised this motherfucker, right? Gave him the best with what I had. I went back to school. I continued so this way he can't say, well, my mother didn't get an education. No, I got an education. I got it one day and just started going to college. I wasn't registered. I started going to college. Dr. Gerald Deeds was over at Hunter College. I spoke in the Black Caucus for them and the college. I wasn't even a student. I was grateful to have that opportunity. I would get up and go to school because I, I have a love for learning. And I remember when they called me because I didn't know how to do a, a thesis. I did it like a book report. So that should tell you a lot. And they called me in there and they was like, you don't go here. And this is, you know, but you know, you can sign up and you can, you know, get that. I didn't even have my GED there because I just dropped out of school. And I said, well, let me go and get my GED. And I did do that. I did. I When they had put me in that GED classes on Jamaica Avenue and Gertz Mall down in the basement. And they said, Look to your left, look to your right, because that person may not be here. So I never moved my head, and I never forget the person, the director of it, she looked at me, and she said, why you didn't um, look to the side, or why you didn't look you know, to the left or right, why you just continue to look straight? I said, you want me to be honest, or you want me to lie? She was like, no, be honest. I said, because I'm not worried about them. I got one shot, one shot only. I'm going to pass this shit. I don't have a plan B. I don't have a plan C. One plan. I'm coming in here, I'm going to pass this, and I'm out. That's it. She said, we'll see. I said, we don't have to. Trust me. Right? So at the end, I did. I passed. One shot. One shot. We had to go out to Park West in the city to take it. It was a two-day, um, two evenings to take the GED. I sat there. I moved everybody away from me. I didn't like the incense. I had sandalwood incense in front of me. So whenever I felt stressed, I smelt that. It was funny because the first day I had the incense. And everybody was looking at me. So you have you, a space, you know, the lunchroom tables. I don't know if you've ever seen them, the long white lunchroom tables. So it was four people to a table. You had you on one side, across was another one, another one, and another one. Well, the two people that should have been across from me, I was like, yo, nobody will sit there. Like, no, I don't give a fuck. Nobody sit there. So they wound up sitting somewhere else. And I had my incense that was sandalwood in front of me. So everybody was looking at me, right? 
I didn't finish ahead of time, but I at least had a few minutes. I want to say at least 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time when they usually say stop. I was already done, right? I rechecked my stuff. Doc, uh, Professor Reddy was the math teacher that I had for the GED. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just sharing. So when everybody else was fighting about learning the math, especially the math that was on the GED, I went to him. I said, what time do you go home, Mr. Reddy? He said, I get home at 6. I said, what time you leave here? He said, well, if I don't have nobody getting tutored, I will leave here at 2.30. I said, well, you got somebody. He said, everybody always says they come. They don't come. I sit here for an hour and no one comes. Shit, I was there every time. He was like, and sometimes I, that's when I used to drink coffee. I'd bring him a cup of coffee and be like, here, go and add your own shit in it. I don't know. I'm just going to give it black because, you know, people are. But mine was cream and sugar, right? So I would sit there and learn and learn and learn and learn. Where I knew that goddamn math like I knew the back of my hand. And the number one thing he told me was take your time, breathe. Don't get anxious. Breathe. If you don't know it, skip it. Come back to it. But don't spend too much time on it. Okay. Then I had Professor Thurston. She was the language arts, English, all of that, the writing, the written. I would go to her in the mornings. And then on the weekends, she would take me. Me and her would meet up. I was a drug dealer back then as well. But me and her would meet up, and she would take me to Soho. I ain't know nothing about Soho. Let me tell you. She would take me to Soho, and we would go and see the art exhibits and, you know, people that were, um, that's when I saw Maxie Price and a few other art, uh, artists that were down there. But she would take me and we would go to all these different places, all these different events and stuff. And then we would go and get something to eat. Like, she really opened up my mind of going down to the city. She didn't have kids. She would, me and her would meet up. Here I am a student, right? After school, I'm doing whatever I need to do to survive. But I started learning. And that saying is, when you know better, you do better. So now she's opened me up to a world that I didn't know existed. You know, I was like everybody else. I was local, you know, around my area. I would go, you know, because my brother and them lived in Harlem. So I would go to Harlem. I would go to the Bronx, you know. So I would go out there. But to the city, you only go to West Forth, you know, for the parade and stuff like that. But now I'm in Soho. I'm in different parts of the city on Fifth Avenue, over on Wall Street. And it's like mind-blowing to me because now she's opened me up to a world that I didn't know existed. And the more I would go, the more I became more hungry of learning art and things like that and appreciating things. So... Then I got with um, Devon and his mom, God bless the day. She would take me to different places and talk to me and, you know, educate me on a lot of things. So I was really, really grateful. I never forget we went to the United Nations. And I was like, oh, my God. And we would go through there and walk through there, me and Devon and all of us. So it was like now I'm not local anymore. I'm branching out. So my mom would always tell me, never be embarrassed. So I remember sitting in my, so now that you know that, I remember sitting in my godmother's house and it was just talking about growing up and things like that. And I was like, nah, I said, you know, my son. And she was like, well, how old is your son? Back then, Daquan had to be 30 something. I said, oh, he's 30 something. I said, you're older than, you know, my dreamer. And she said, well, damn, when you had him? I said, oh, I was 14 going on 15. Oh my God. 
I said, yeah. I, I, she said, you're not embarrassed for what? Why? I said, I'm not embarrassed. I said, I, I, trust me. The life I led, can't nobody embarrass me. And she was like, oh, because you know you know you was wrong. No, I wasn't wrong. My son grew up. He's in college. So your object is for your children to do better than you. But the number one thing that my pops always told me, that I've taught my kids, I've lived in this world without you. You have, you have never lived in this world without me. Be being a parent, I have to make sure that you can survive even though I'm here as though if I'm not here. So I gave them the tools how to maneuver in this goddamn world, how to stand up for yourself, how to not let no one make you feel bad, not even me. Choose your path. This is your life. Your life, not mine. I lived mine already. I don't need to sit and coddle you. I don't need to sit and hold your hand. What I need you to do is get out here and live. And do for your family like I did for you. Sacrifice and make sure that they have everything that you did not have. Don't sit and complain and say, well, my mother didn't give me this. No, give them that and then some. But also, don't give them materialistic things. Teach them. Teach them their truth and their history. My grandkids and all of them will tell you. All that signing up for we was born in sin. No, we was divinely created. Because we was created divinely. So, No. And teach them how to be a voice, how to think, how not to follow the crowd. If shit go wrong, yo, go left. Nah, no, think before you do. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to tear your ass. I might have to bail you out. You're going to do that. But I don't want you to stay there. You're going to make a mistake, but I need you to rise up. What did you learn from this? Okay, then let's go. Because there's a lesson you're going to learn. Even now, in life, you're going to learn something. You learn. Every day you learn something new. I don't give a fuck if it's to twist the doorknob the other way. Oh, it opens this way too. Shit, you learn something new. Every day. Every day you learn something new. And it's okay. But never allow no one to make you feel bad about your journey. Listen, I know crackheads now, back then, that they are ex amazing individuals. You wouldn't even know they got high back in the day. I know sisters that started selling ass. Now they have their own goddamn companies. And they ain't selling ass no more. I know crackheads that still smoking crack after all those years. Over, over 50 years, they still smoking. God damn it. You are the crack. And they happy with that. I know homeless people that choose to be homeless. I always tell everybody about Roy. Roy was married. He loved his wife. His wife wanted more attention. His mom was sick. He wanted to be there. That's why I always tell a, a dude, I, you never make a man choose between his mother and his kids and his woman. It's the worst thing in the world. So Roy's wife wanted more attention from him. And he was like, yo, my mom need me to help her um, because she's tired and she don't want to drive back. And she was like, oh, you always putting your mother before me. <laughs> his mom wound up getting in a car crash. Something when the joys of life come out. I used to always think that was a, a myth, but that shit is real. I live down south in, in Atlanta, and it usually happens a lot. So she was she was dead when she was technically she was dead. When they moved the car, she was gonna die. But you know, that part where the brain hasn't calculated that her body is cut in half. So Roy had to go and say his final goodbyes, and she didn't blame him because she wanted to fall asleep behind the wheel. And um the car the truck speed into her. So it took that car half straight down the middle, like slicing on the driver's side, like slicing bread. So, you know, her part was 
her brain didn't catch up that she was, you know, once they moved, she was dead. So they called Roy and they told him, you know, when we move this car, she's going to die, but she wanted to talk to you. So he wound up going there and she told him she didn't blame him, right? We called Roy Uncle Ruckus in Atlanta and um, he did blame himself for many of years. Y'all, he started smoking crack. He went through all his kids' uh, insurance and all of that. I mean, he fucked up. He started hating his wife because um, he blamed her as well as not only himself. I met Roy. I was cleaning and I was listening to uh, Beauty's Only Skin Deep. And he came in and he's sitting there popping his fingers and stuff. So he called me Big Baby, right? And called my daughter Dee Dee Little Baby, Little Big Baby. Um, we called him Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> and I think Roy just wanted to tell his story and to feel those feelings and to have someone say, it's okay. But to listen, instead of guiding him or telling him that he's right or he's wrong, just to hear him out. So I remember it was cold one year in Atlanta. Man, it was cold. And I rented a hotel room. And all of them was there in the hotel room. My son came in and he said, you are not your mother. You got all these homeless people there. They just sharing their stories. And Roy shared his story. Um, Shabba washed his clothes. We went to go get him something to eat. We was watching TV the whole night. Um, Roy, from that, I guess something woke up in Roy. Roy went down to D.C. Roy took pictures with the president when President Obama was there. Um, Roy went to rehab. Roy is back with his wife. Roy is living a life that is amazing. And every so often he'll call me just to keep me updated. And I'm grateful. See, that's where the help is. Those are the stories that make this world so beautiful. And no one can hold that against him. Okay, he did drugs. He did all of that. But do you know why people do it? A lot of people are in pain. And maybe that's their only outlet. It ain't mine, but it could be for someone else. You know, I know someone that hates the smell and the taste of alcohol, but they're alcoholic. They'll drink you under the fucking table. But their baby daddy died. They can't ever go back and say, I'm sorry, or this is where I messed up, or you messed up. They can't have a conversation. That person dead. So all they know is alcohol to soothe the pain, to soothe the pain. So you have those people and some of them just want to be heard. Some of them, not all. Some of them need therapy, medicine, you know, medication, round the clock therapy. Some of them don't. Some of them just, just hear my side because nobody wouldn't hear me. You know, um, it is. And you, you never know where people come from. So I learned to also, like, man, I learned so many lessons from people at the bottom that it's mind-blowing. It kept me out. I never forget growing up, you know, all my friends and all them, they was smoking and doing all kinds of stuff. And I remember Poochie, man. Poochie took me to the side. She said, baby girl, you don't need to do that. She said, see them? I was like them. Wanting to be popular, wanting to be in the in crowd and look at them. She was like, nah, that's not you. That's not you, baby girl. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And I didn't. And, man, these girls, Kathy, Sean, and all of them that I looked up to, they were cracked out.
popularity, trying to be popular, having all the name brand stuff and all of that. But then also seeing that what their parents had to go through to give them those things and how ungrateful they was. I never forget I was in Kathy's house and her mom had brought her the eight ball jacket and all that. She cursed her mom out. Bitch, this ain't. And I'm like, I can't even say liar in front of my mother. I better say storytelling. Like, wow, and your mom's just took her whole paycheck. Y'all could be evicted, and she buying you a fucking eight-ball jacket. And this is how you talk to her. <laughs> Man, I'd have, my mother would have told me, pick a window or a door, because which one you flying out of? But I saw that. I saw how they treated their parents on how they wanted something, and they didn't. I remember I wanted... Some gold door knockers. Man, I was crying. My mom's brought my sister. My sister come in there. Oh, I need my rent pay. So she chose to help my sister. I, to this day, I still feel some kind of way. I was like, fuck her. She moved out. She got to pay her own rent. I wanted those door knockers. I just wanted them. Oh, my God, I wanted them. My ex-husband, Roosevelt, brought them for me, though. i never forget. He was like, here. Don't say I never brought you nothing. I was so happy. I was. But, you know, that's where I learned that lesson, buy your own shit. My father sat me on that step. He said, man, a man can promise you the sun and the moon. You better have the stars in your pocket. So whenever we would break up or he'll get mad, he'll take the earrings back. Uh -huh. That's why I hate that. I hate, I hate that. Don't give me something and then you want it back. Like, so it's not mine. So whenever he would get mad or whenever he would, you know, we would break up. Now, mind you, we're married. He would, oh, and give me the earrings because he know I love them and I wanted them. So I remember one year I said, no, he ain't taking these fucking earrings. And he tried to take them and I called the police and they arrested him. <laughs> it's funny now, you know, but back then I was so mad. And I didn't know that when you get arrested, they got to hold your stuff as evidence. So the guy was like, the officer was like, this, this is how... I said, I played these games when I was young. That's why I don't play them as an adult. I was 18, right? 18 years old. Got married, right? So the officer said, you're going to have to wait like 30 days to get your property. What? I'm going to the jam. I need my earrings today. He said, well, if you drop the charges, then you can go over there and pick it up today. I dropped the charges. <laughs> like, he I did. I got this nigga arrested. And they wouldn't give my stuff for 30 days. But if I drop the charges and say he ain't do nothing... Uh, I can go get my earrings. Yeah, you sure? Yeah. I dropped the charges because I'm going to the jam. I know that cop was looking at me like, ma'am, I do not care. Now, when you do it more than once, the state picks it up. You can drop all you want. The state pick it up. So, I got my property slip. Went over to get my earrings. I'm thinking he coming out because now we can make up or whatever. They let him out and rearrested him and put him back in there. He was like, what? I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, why are y'all keeping him? Now, mind you, I'm going to the gym, being honest, right? I'm 18. I got two kids, right? Real talk. So I got a babysitter. You know, I didn't did everything my mother wanted. So she going to babysit while I go to the gym. My husband is in jail. I'm thinking he's coming out, right? This is my mentality back then. I mean, I tell you, I was ghetto. I was ghetto. Um, so they, they get him back because now the state took it up. The, the city was like, okay, she dropped the charges. The state like, nah, she done called more than three times and got him arrested. So we taking it. State took it. So he's like, ain't you going to do something? I said, after I come back from the jam, because 
I'm not being bothered with this. I got a babysitter. I'm going out. Bye. I got my earrings. I was at the gym. Oh, my God. Roosevelt was so mad. He got out like three days later. Oh, he cursed me out. He did. He cursed me out. We fought again. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because he was like, yo, you really went to the gym? You really went and left your husband? You shouldn't have took my earrings. That, that's the only thing that was in my head. You shouldn't have took my earrings. Now, I'm grown. I done been married again. I, you know, those games and stuff. That's why when I see older people do that, I look at them and be like, yo, you really need to grow the fuck up. Let's go and see. He's, he's talking to this girl. Let's make a fake page. Uh, go and talk to him. Why, why are we tormenting the girl? What, what about him? Oh, I want to ask him, can you give me some money? Why? You, you got a man. You got a whole man living in your house. A grown ass man. I don't want to ask him for nothing. So y'all know my reply. Uh, you don't, he don't have a problem asking you for no sex, right? No, but I don't want to make him mad. Then why are you living with someone? Or why are you with someone if you're scared to talk to them? Why, why are you telling me? I can't help you. I can, there's nothing I can do. The person that you need to have a conversation with is sitting right there in your living room. Nine times out of ten, they already know. And so those games and all that I did when I was 18, I'm not doing it now. The same way, oh, my God, let's go and hang out at the club with these young people. Not me. Oh, no, baby, I did that. I hung out. I did enough hanging out for me and 50 other goddamn people. Trust me, I got up, went where I wanted to go, lived, did what I wanted to do. If I wanted to get up and go here, if I wanted to go there, I did it. So I don't have no problem about me and my youth and my youngness. I did all the shit I wanted to do. So at this moment now, I can relax. I will babysit. Girl, go into the club. I got these children. Go ahead. I'm not in competition. My sister-in-law used to be like, why can't we go to the club with them? Because, girl, we did that already. Let's watch these babies and let them go and have fun. Y'all, don't worry about it. We done got these babies. We're going to bathe them, feed them, and put their ass in the bed and chair. We watch some show that's coming on. We can relax. I'm, I'm not doing that. For a whole year, I hung with my niece. I made sure. Let's go on out. I got these kids. I don't need to hang out and party with them. I'm not partying with my kids and hanging out with them. I did that already. I'm not doing My job now is to relax. I go where I want to go. If I want to go and travel somewhere, I will. But what I'm not doing, no. And I said, in 2024, mark my words, I'm going to Switzerland. My birthday will be spent in Switzerland. I'm going over to Switzerland. I want to go and relax in Switzerland. Go for maybe about seven days to enjoy it and then bring my ass back. But yeah, I want to spend my birthday over in Switzerland. I'm not, no. So I don't know about y'all, but I ain't trying to compete with no young person. I ain't trying... I know sisters that's my age, that's well in their 50s, late and early, that like to mess with 20-year-olds, 25. I'm not. I, I can't. But God bless you if you do. I'm not. I'm not a cougar. I'm not snuff a love for kids. None of that. None of that. We're either going to be the same age or we're going to be older. Because what we're not doing is that. we No, 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 no. And God bless you if you do. No shade to you. I just can't sign up for it. Because I'm going to ask you, you know Joyous Fun School? What's that? Mm -mm, baby, you're too young. And I, I'm not in an adoption agency. Can't no man live with me. Oh, well, you know, I, I just want to live here. No, I'm not in an adoption agency. And for y'all folks that looking for shelter, uh, don't mess up if your name ain't on the leash. Real talk, because it's going to be cold. It's going to be a cold winter. It's going to be a cold winter. And the homeless people now, I live up in Utica. Do you know the shelters are full already up here? Because motherfuckers know 
it is going to be cold this year. So they are getting in and getting in where they fit in. Child, the wintertime shelters be full up here. Ain't now one open. Not a one. They'll tell you, can you stay at your family's house until one open maybe about after the holidays? Yeah, because some people go away or they go down to New York with family and they miss their beds and, you know, they, now you got a spot. But other than that, uh, they full. So they already know. We ain't playing this. And it get cold up here. Our snow come to the door. We get snowed in. So real talk. So you mean to tell me I want someone that's going to live with me and I don't know them? Like, I, I don't understand. I never did. I never did. But I'm not here to judge. Anyway, to talk about the week all the way up until January 15th, Listen, people are walking on eggshells. Like I said, this podcast might trigger somebody and they may feel some kind of way. It's okay. You don't have to listen. Tune out. Tune out. But what I'm not going to do is go I argue with folk. I'm not going back and forth. No, baby. Uh-uh. Sorry. G get therapy. That's the best thing I can tell you is get therapy. I've been in therapy for three years and it has worked wonders. For real. Seriously. I've been doing shadow work now for about four months. And it has worked wonders. There have been breakthroughs. So I'm forever grateful. Seriously. So, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not the one, the two, or the three. I'm not. And I don't need to argue with you. I don't need to fight you. You won. You won. Wow. i catch you after January 15th. Because right now, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not. It's not worth it to entertain or get upset on a free app. It's not. Child, make you something to eat, relax, watch some TV, or go for a walk, or read a book, or listen to music. Go write, read, read something, write something, create something. You got too much time to be sitting here arguing with me on a free app. We're not doing that. Um, I am doing uh, New Year readings. My readings go from January to June. January to June, the readings. Right now, until November 24th, the New Year's readings are $90. After Thanksgiving, they're $280. Why? Because it is a lot. This is longer than two hours. At least have two hours blocked out so you can get this reading. It's not like a regular reading. You are not going to say, hey, can I get a reading now? No, it's going to take 24 hours because I got to get in my space. I need you to relax and get in your space so we can have an accurate reading where we are reading for the month of January, February, March, April, May, June. Writing down what you should do, what's going to happen, these things you should stay away from. And listen, I don't guarantee anything because... Life is not guaranteed. Today you're here, tomorrow you can be going shit, in 20 minutes you can be going. So, we're all on borrowed time here. So far, for the last four years, five, I had my shot, so yeah, five, maybe six, when I started doing the New Year readings, everyone says the same thing. Yo, you was on point. Yo, this happened over there. This happened just like this. I'm not being arrogant. Me fed a phone to my ego, bobo ego, every day of my life. So, I'm not being arrogant. If you want it, great. Sign up. Hit me up. And, you know, we set up a date. It's $90 until November 24th. Then it's 280 I don't want to hear, oh my God, that's expensive and I'm not paying for that. Great. I love Coach Stormy. Listen, 
she took all that that everyone said and she capitalized off of it. Y'all took, they did so many videos of the low vibration plate. She got on the Queen's Court thing and they dragged her for the gods. She took all that shit, turned it into a t-shirt. Now she's making even more money. The girls that she have, that she helped, you see these girls start from on welfare, single moms, living in an apartment. Now they have mansions and homes and they, they took care of their health. They started exercising. She makes sure they stay consistent. So they started out being on low income, welfare, receiving food stamps, to now they are starting their own companies, they have mansions. They have home homeowners. So she took them from out of the mud and brought them on solid ground. I'm not mad at her. However method she did it, it got done. Because first she did it on herself. And then she started. So all her friends, she do events with 10,000. And they were like, oh, but she's serving barbecue, 10,000 a person, and they're eating on paper plates. That's her event. They didn't have a problem with it. They paid 10000 They believed in her. So, and all of them show where they came from and to where they are now. I'm not mad at her. Her price is her price. The same thing they did with Juanita Byam. Oh, my God. She's paying for this. Y'all charging this. Her price is her price. But guess what? I, I, I told y'all before. Her class was full. She, you ain't see no cancel. No, it's full. And those people that want, they got it. And they're okay. And now you're going to start seeing other little different projects showing up from all those people that graduated from her course. I remember when, uh, who was it? Les Brown. He said, if you can't afford it, then don't talk about it. You either boot up, suit up, or shut up. That's it. You either sign up, <clears throat> go for it, or shut up. That's simple as that. So, if this is not for you, great. You don't have to. Go somewhere else, great. People are going to be doing New Year readings and they're going to be charging less. And I'm not mad at them. Their price is their price. The same way my price is my price. I'm not sitting here haggling. This is not about who's doing what or whatever. I perfected my lane and I stay in it. I don't worry about what anybody else is doing. I don't care if people are mimicking me and copying me. God bless them. Uh, follow the formula. Because so far... I've been doing it right, and everybody that came after me been doing it right. So the formula is as it is. You just got to make sure you follow it to the, to the exact. But the number one thing is discipline and being consistent. Some days you may not want to do anything, and that's great. We all need times off and days of rest and all that. But make sure you do the task at hand. That's it. That's all. And then you will get sponsors and you'll get those people that want to see you elevate. Okay. And be on other platforms. Listen, everybody and their mother is reading on YouTube and, and uh, uh, Facebook. Where's the other platforms? It's other things for you to join in on. So be that. Do that. And it's going to drive traffic to everywhere else. If these people want you, they're going to follow you. And they're going to find you. Real talk. So thank you for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for just uh, being a part of the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate y'all. I'm so grateful. Trust me, I'm grateful. I am forever grateful. I got waste beads on deck. They're not going to last long. Three for 50 $5 shipping and handling. They are blessed. No, I don't make custom orders. But they are blessed. So... And I, I stopped making waste beads, but someone wanted a set, so then I started with that. But thank you.